after an uncomfortable wait of a few hours, during which time, if I really had been having a heart attack, I would almost certainly have died, I found myself spread-eagled on a hospital bed, shirtless, the electrodes for an EKG attached to my chest and arms and ankles, while Isabel laughingly told me that this was the strangest lesson she had ever taught. I wasn't having, and hadn't had, a heart attack, the doctors told me. Armed with a prescription for anti-inflammatories, and another for muscle relaxants, and feeling somewhat sheepish at all the bother I had caused, I headed back to the language school to resume my late afternoon studies. For a time, I seemed to be on the mend. True, my energy levels tanked, and there were days in the week following, during which I spent twelve hours in bed. But when I wasn't resting up, there were also times I felt okay. Over the weeks that we had left in Valparaiso, our daily rituals resumed albeit at a slower pace. Assuming I was better, we travelled south to the Lake District, a place of huge shimmering blue lakes and towering volcanoes, many of them active. It was spectacular, the enormous alpine lake Yankiwe, set against the glacial peak of Osorno volcano, soaring heavenward. At lake level, it was fiercely hot. Up on the volcanoes, on the edge of the Andes, it was harsh winter, a glorious place, I hoped, to recuperate. Two days in, however, my heart did the exact reverse of what it had done in Valparaiso. My blood pressure soared, and my heart started beating so hard and so fast, I thought it was about to burst. We tried to go to a restaurant, but I had to leave immediately, feeling that I was about to pass out. Stumbling, I made it to the front desk of our hotel, told the young man on duty there that I thought I was having a heart attack and asked him to take me to the nearest hospital. He and a colleague bundled me into a car and we raced off. Within an hour, I was having the second EKG of my life. This time, my heart had locked in at about 175 beats per minute. All I could hear was the awful beating of blood in my head. I have a vague memory of screaming at the nurses irrationally ordering them to make my heart slow down before it exploded. I have a memory of concerned faces, and another, which can't be accurate, of a small hospital room filled with the sound of my beating heart. But again, the doctors and nurses told me I wasn't having a heart attack, and released me back out into the quiet midnight streets. Twice in two weeks, I had thought my heart was giving out, and both times, the doctors had reassured me that it wasn't. My energy level was now just about non-existent, and yet, since we were in one of the most beautiful spots on earth, part of me was still desperate to enjoy the wonders of southern Chile. Stubborn to a point, probably in denial as to the seriousness of my situation, we headed south again, flying over 1,000 miles of ice fields to the city of Punta Arenas on the Magellan Straits. There, in the little hostel we were staying in on the water's windswept edge, I felt my energy evaporate. For a couple days, I struggled even to get out of bed, though I also couldn't sleep properly, since it felt as if my internal clock had been turned off. I tried to nurse myself back to health, sitting in the common area of the hostel, overlooking the Magellan Straits, bundled up in my warm sweaters, drinking one herbal tea after the next, and looking out for dolphins dancing in the waters just offshore, taking short walks along the windswept promenades during gaps in the rain, napping whenever I could, 
harvesting what little reserves I had. To a degree, my strategy worked. After three days, I no longer felt as if I were about to die. Instead, I simply felt very, very weak, an old man masquerading in a much younger man's body. And that was how it continued for the remainder of our time in Chile, okay for a few moments, and then exhausted, seemingly on the mend, and then floored by another bout of pain. Only once we were ensconced in our California home again, did I find out that my cousin in Los Angeles, with whom I had shared a farewell sushi meal two months previously, had, over the intervening weeks, experienced the exact same set of symptoms as I had. Low blood pressure and low heartbeat, followed by high blood pressure, and a heart rate high enough to ensure her a couple nights in a hospital, followed by calamitous exhaustion over a period of weeks. Since the